Hello and welcome to the RBC Ross Trevor Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community, to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoyed this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. Well, hello and welcome. Different circumstances to how I imagined sharing with you today. But as you join with us, uh, I pray that uh, we together would hear from God this morning. Whether you know it or not, as a part of the RBC community, whether online or whether you join with us physically at different times, you are part of a Baptist church. And I don't know whether you've ever stopped to think what that means, but uh, we're beginning a series this week where we're going to unpack actually what it means. What are the values of the Baptist movement? What is it about us that make us who we are? As part of RBC, you're a part of a big family. Here in South Australia, you're through Baptist Churches of South Australia, there are about 70 churches and over 10,000 people. Nationally, through Australian Baptist Ministries, there are over 1,000 churches. And according to the NCLS, we are the third largest worshipping community. Now, that's based on attendance Uh, at least once a month, which is a pretty low bar anyway. And then globally, globally, as a part of Baptist World Alliance, we're in 121 countries. There are over 180,000 people and over uh, 180,000 churches and 42 million members. So it is a part of a big family that we gather here. But what makes us Baptist? Well, there's nothing that unique in one sense. The uniqueness is not about a particular narrow thing at all, but it's about a collection of things that we believe and then we practice that makes the Baptist family. Traditionally, it's been seven to eight distinctives. And in modern times, we've, we've tried recently to uh, communicate this by bringing it down to four values. Jesus-centered, our way of doing community, our emphasis on mission, and finally, our, our appreciation of freedom. So you may never have thought about these things. You may never have even thought about being Baptist. Uh, but perhaps, perhaps as we go through this series, you've landed here, you've joined us, you like what you're seeing and experiencing. Perhaps this will give you, uh, a, as it were, something, a handle to hang on those things that you like about us and to understand why it is you value us. So today we're looking at Jesus-centered. Baptists have always emphasized Jesus as the one we are called to follow, the one who reveals God to us, the one through whom God is at work reconciling all things to himself. We meet, we pray, We speak in his name and we believe that Jesus is present with us. Jesus becomes our ultimate authority and we always seek to be led by him. Jesus is at the centre of who we are 
and all we do. To say this almost sounds redundant, doesn't it? I mean, after all, we are the church, so Jesus should be there. But this is a foundational value to us, and we will return to it time and time again. And it shapes us. It shapes the way we do church, the way we mix together. So in looking at Jesus, let's look at the words of Paul in his letter to the Colossian church. He writes, the Son, that is Jesus, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Do you get the idea that Paul is trying to describe the the encapsulation of all things? And he uses the term time and time again. Every now and then he breaks out into descriptors to try and give his language some, some even greater width and depth. Jesus is the source of all things. All things have been created through him and they exist for him, says Paul. All things even hold together through Jesus. He's the head of the church. He's supreme in everything. And he has all of God dwelling in him. And through him, God is reconciling all things to himself. We we could spend weeks just unpacking this. But this gives us a glimpse into the Jesus that we follow. And if that is all too grandiose, it's this big picture stuff that Paul is painting and and it sort of keeps it all perhaps out there as an understanding. Let's go on into these next two verses because Paul lands it in my life and in yours. For he says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Now he has reconciled you by Christ. This all-inclusive language, this all-things stuff, points to the reality that Jesus is revealed to all. There is no exclusive club There's no secret knowledge and there's no conditional entry. Every human being has the opportunity to respond to Jesus. You see, Jesus reveals himself to all people across all time and in all settings. Folks, you can't ignore it. You can't get away from it. Whether you like it or not, Jesus is at the centre. And the Baptist movement takes this seriously. 
while we're thoroughly Trinitarian, we believe in the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. While we're thoroughly Trinitarian, we emphasize Jesus, who he is, his life, his words, his deeds, his teaching, his suffering, his death, his resurrection and his coming again. This is how we seek to navigate the ever-changing world in which we live. We keep returning to Jesus. We seek to listen to his voice and to follow his example. The Apostle Peter wrote like this. He says, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example, that you should follow in his footsteps. So we are called to follow in his footsteps. So while Baptists do have theological frameworks and they do have um, understandings of all kinds of positions and uh, beliefs, often differing, often differing from one another, it, it is the person of Jesus that we return to time and time again. So being Baptist is not to hold to a particular prescribed set of propositional truths. Sure, there are certain big rocks that have to be there. They're immovable. We are, after all, the church. We are Christian. We hold orthodox beliefs in that sense. But being Baptist doesn't mean signing off on a doctrinal statement or a declaration of faith. Rather, it is constantly being engaged with the person of Jesus, his work and his teaching. And our shared goal together is to listen to and respond to Jesus. Not to look to any other authoritative voice. We return to this when we look at our second value, community, and how, we, uh, how it shapes how together we discern and decide. So if Peter says we're to follow in Jesus' footsteps, if we're to listen to his voice and follow his lead, it's a very dynamic thing. And again, it's not a, an external thing. It involves something in us. It is a matter of our inner life. And, and our inner life had better align with Jesus' inner life if we're going to get this right. And this is, of course, a continual process. Paul, again, when he wrote to the, second, to the Corinthian church in his second letter, he writes, And we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Here is this sense that it is an uh, ongoing transformation. We are being and continue to be transformed into his image. And then Paul writes again in Romans, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his Son. So there's this sense where we are changed. As we listen to Jesus, as we engage with Jesus, as we keep returning to Jesus, something happens in us as well. And this transformation into the image of Jesus takes place in these encounters. As, as, as Baptists, we believe that the primary mode for this, the primary way we engage with Jesus and, and, and we experience this change is through the scriptures, through the word of God. Our emphasis is not on church history or church authorities 
We are not great users of creeds. Creeds are human words used to summarize the truths of the scriptures, but we're not creedal people. Rather, we seek to follow Jesus as revealed in the scriptures, and of course, as enlivened by his spirit. We've been traditionally known as the people of the book, but we're actually not a people who uh, honor the book. We're a people who value the revelation of Jesus that is found in the book. We don't worship the book. We worship and honor Jesus. Our discovery of Jesus now being formed into his likeness is a living and dynamic thing, as I've said. It's life-changing and it's challenging. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, said, All of Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. This speaks to the way that this dynamic living word of God speaks to every season of our world and of our lives. It's useful for teaching. We all love the teaching component of Scripture because we learn more about God. But then it's also rebuking. It's speaking against things in me and in us that perhaps are not honouring God. Of correcting. Speaking to the idea that I need to be changed. I need to change the way things go. I need God's Spirit in me transforming me. And training in righteousness. Well, how can any of us be righteous without God? You see, God has been speaking to his people through his scriptures for thousands of years. In every time, in every season, to every tribe and nation, God brings revelation, challenge, transformation. And he's still doing it. In a changing world, he still speaks and engages with that world through Jesus by the scripture. See, the Bible is not outdated. Don't let people say that it's irrelevant or that it's an old-fashioned religious book. This is how we, in a dynamic way, continue as followers of Jesus to engage with circumstances in a 21st century that are so different to the circumstances of Jesus' life and times. It is the living word and the revelation of Jesus. The writer of Hebrews says, The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. God's word continues to be alive and active. It's not static and locked into a specific time. We are formed and go on being reformed by the scripture through which Jesus speaks and is revealed to us. This listening to God through the scripture and discovering Jesus as revealed in the scriptures, this this allowing the word to speak into our lives and context is risky business. See, none of us hold all the answers. All of us read the word with our own biases and prejudices. We are broken and imperfect. None of us can uh, read the word of God and interpret it 100% accurately. That is why we emphasize the corporate. We discern together. 
Within our Baptist movement, there is no room for the kind of attitude that says, thus saith the Lord, and so claim high ground. We we can't do that. We learn and discern together. We listen together. Listening to the Spirit. Listening to one another. Listening to the wider church. Listening to the world. And in the midst of that, listening and looking for the voice of Jesus. We listen to different views and points of understanding and interpretation. And together we discern what Jesus is doing and what he is saying. And where he is leading. And folk, folks, it's, it's not just about me and you as an individual. This significantly shapes who we are as the church, as the local community of faith. This shapes uh, the way we gather, and the, particularly the way we gather to make decisions. What we would badly call the members meeting or the business meeting. Uh, those meetings are not times that are shaped and driven by Robert's rules or other meeting process guidelines. We, we are there together to discern the mind of Christ. There'll be more of this in, in coming episodes of these values sermons. But this important thing for us to remember, always, always, always we are seeking the mind of Christ. And so we are led by the Spirit. We are formed and we are reformed by the scriptures. We are centered on Jesus. And this is the foundation we return to again and again, giving us immense confidence and hope. It means we can live in this world. We can live in amongst the changing environment that we have with confidence and hope because we continue to live in it with Jesus. And this is at the heart of all of our values. So as you listen to this today, if you don't know the excitement of knowing Jesus, if you don't yet know this great adventure of figuring all this stuff out in our world and carrying with you the hope that he is traveling with us and the assurance that he is present amongst us, if you are not yet in that place, can I encourage you, can I invite you to check Jesus out? Ask questions of him. Ask him to reveal himself to you. Allow yourself to respond to what you discover, to respond to him. And remember that through all of this, God is reconciling all things to himself through this Jesus. Jesus is the center. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your scriptures that reveal to us who you are and who your son is and, and, and how we can engage with our world. But we thank you for the dynamic relationship we have in an ongoing way with Jesus, our Lord, our King, our Saviour. For each of us, we pray that we would grow closer to Jesus. We would hear more of his voice and together we would return to him time and time again. And for those who don't yet know Jesus, I pray that they would have the, 
a real adventure discovering more about him. But ultimately, that they would reach a point where Jesus has revealed himself to them so that they too can join this adventure. Bless them. So God, we give ourselves again to you and to your son, Jesus. And we ask Jesus, help us to keep you at the centre of all things. Amen. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.